Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. I would like to welcome Radio Rehab's dear friend, Vicki, back to the show. She's also my dear friend. She's a huge part of my recovery, and she helped me get sober. Vicki is joined by Sonia this week, and we're going to learn about what Vicki's up to and Sonia's input as well. Well, I'll just let you meet them. They're great. I love these people. Check it out. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome to Radio Rehab. I am joined in studio this week by my special guest, Vicki, who's actually a friend of the show because you've been on the show like twice. Yes. And Sonia. Hi. Hi. So what we're going to talk about this week, uh, I just want to get everybody prepared for the week that we're going to have here on Radio Rehab, um, our interventions, which is fascinating to everybody. In one of these episodes, we will talk about my personal inter- intervention that was done by Vicky here, which is interesting. And it's I need her to tell the story because I don't remember it very well because I was loaded. That's, that's why there was an intervention. And... Um, and yeah, so we're going to hear intervention stories. We're going to hear um, about the treatment center that Sonia works for. And we're just going to learn about them. So, uh, Vicki, why don't you start and tell us what it is you're doing right now with your life? Oh, with my life? Yes. Well, so I started doing interventions recently. Um, not too recently. I've been doing in my whole recovery, actually. Right. So for about 20 years, but actually on a professional level, more recent. So, um so yeah, I wanted to get on here and talk about it and talk about how uh, it's interesting how how to go out and talk to somebody that's not in their right state of mind mm-hmm. um, and talking them into something they do not want to do. Yeah. And they're loaded. So, um, and then having to deal with the whole family and, and, and it occurred to me which it does with all interventionists um, once you do training and that that it's just um, it's a family disease. It's not about the certain person. It's not about the individual, the IP, we call them the identified person or identified patient. It's actually about the whole family. Everybody in the family has some kind of part in in the identified person's addiction. When you talk to like a family member and you're trying to get so they're you, they're talking about the identif- the person that they want to have the intervention done on the IP as you said. So when you're talking to them are you getting a sense of whether or not they're a codependent or and okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, so so like a mom calls for example and she's like you got to come get my kid. Are you, you trying to figure out if she's completely co-signing enabling them and all that stuff? Right. So I do something called a genogram where I figure out everything from the mom and the dad to um, if there's a stepdad and a stepmom, if there's divorce in the family, if there's siblings or aunts and uncles, like who who has the disease of addiction called alcoholism, addiction, whatever you want, codependency, um, if there's mental health issues in the family. Oftentimes when you go back, you'll find out that, um, you know, Often the response is, no, there's none of that in our family, just with this person. Oh, but my grandfather was an alcoholic, and my grandmother committed suicide. And so you find things out as you go along. And Sonia knows a lot about that because um, just working in treatment. So I bounce a lot of my stuff off of her because um, doing 
you know, like I said, I've always done interventions, but doing the whole background on the family, the genogram and finding things out like this, this part's kind of new and fascinating. And so when you go in to do the intervention or when I do, I'm able to do like a family group almost. It's all, it's not therapy, but it feels like it, you know, because I'm, I'm addressing the whole family so that we're not shaming the, the identified person. Oh, so that's what the purpose of, of getting everybody's background information is. Right. So that it's like this person also has their, their part in this story. It's not just you. Oh, because there's a whole family system, right? That's going on. Somebody's the scapegoat, usually the addict. Mm -hmm. And then somebody's the overachiever. Somebody, the whole, you know, everybody's playing a part in the sickness. So it's not just the addict because a lot people want to say it's all the focus is on the addict. Right. Right. They're the reason I feel this way because they're doing this and that and the other. And so it's about kind of letting them see where their responsibility lies, too, and that they have a part. And are you giving them money still? <laughs> yeah. Like that, you know, like what? let's talk about what your part is and what you need to work on, too. Right. And you'll find that there's always a lot of shaming because people don't know better. Mm-hmm. So when people start using drugs, it becomes a moral issue in the eyes of the rest of the family often. Except I, I mostly see the mom is usually the codependent. Sometimes it's the dad, but usually it's the mom or the grandma that... Um, and they're not doing the shaming. They're the, you know, a codependent's worst fear is that their loved one's going to die. Yeah. So they're loving them to death, usually. Right. Giving them money, letting them live there, not allowing them to go through the process of hitting their bottom. And that's and that's what we help them do. We help them come up with um, what would that process look like? What What's going to happen um, if they don't go to treatment? What are your boundaries going to be? What What's your bottom line? What are you willing to stick to to help them get to treatment? Let's help them get on their way. Let's speed up their process because for the last 10 years, you've delayed it. Right. What's so. really important, too, and what Vicki does really well is letting them decide what their bottom line is because it's not up to, the, to us to go in and tell somebody, this is what you have to do. Yeah. Because when it comes to your child, you know, you're something that's going to be realistic that they can actually stick with. Um, and some people just aren't ready to fully cut somebody off and fully do that. And they have to get to their bottom. Right. Also. Um, but by the time they get to Vicki, usually they're um, done. Right. They're yeah, fed up. They're done. Yeah. And you work for a treatment center. Can we right. say what treatment center that is? Yeah. Pinnacle Peak Recovery. It's okay. in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's Club Med. Is it? <laughs> it's affordable, Club Med. Yeah, really beautiful. No, it's yeah. a lot more than it's Club like Med. It's a lot more than Club Med. The reason why I work there, it's a 90-day treatment facility, and I've been working in treatment for about seven years. Um, I got clean eight years ago and started working in treatment. I know that's so unusual. <laughs> like right away? <laughs> yeah. Well, I kept getting fired. It was weird. Anyway, it was a higher power thing, you know, because uh-huh. I just ended up um, in this job and. <clears throat> And found it to just be my purpose, you know? Yeah. And I was a clinician for a long time, so I did counseling and all that for a long time. And I ended up in marketing marketing and business development, which is, I just naturally always end up there uh-huh. in, in every job I do. But um, I went to this facility and they do, they, what I know, what I know is that the 30 days doesn't seem to be enough for people that addiction seems to be evolving and that people are sicker than they were seven years ago when I started just medically unstable. So 30 days is usually enough to get somebody medically stable. But then after that, they're sitting on 
boatloads of trauma because addiction is traumatic. Living that lifestyle is freaking traumatic, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Pinnacle Peak does an amazing job at just untangling the complexities of trauma and mental illness and all of that stuff within that time. They all do EMDR and all these really cool things. Oh, they do? Yeah. So every client gets all of that. And I think that treatment really needs to get with the times and start evolving with with addiction because I um, wish I was in a treatment center where they had EMDR because that's that was like a really helpful therapy therapy like way of therapy mm -hmm. for me because of like all the trauma and stuff that happened when I was out there but like a lot of it was like they would I've been in treatment centers where they give you a therapist and they bill your family for it and it's just such bullshit you know what I mean it's like you're not getting anything out of it and and um, but the only treatment centers I have gotten something out of have been long term. Otherwise, it's a detox for me. Right. Like it's like you got to do recovery. Right. So it's like, yeah, six months to a year for me yeah. is what really helped. Yeah, I did yeah. six months in treatment. That's right. I forgot yeah. you were in the South Bay one, right? Right. In a county treatment facility. What was so, Can you say what it was? Yeah, Mariposa. Okay, yeah, I was in WRA. I think that they're very yeah. similar. Right, right. And, and all those things weren't offered. But at that time, 20 years ago, the county would pay for you to stay in treatment for 20 years, which is 20 years. <laughs> Six months. <laughs> I am still in treatment, damn it. <laughs> and, and anyways, because at 30 days, your head's, you're barely coming out of the water. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but when I do interventions, I never say, hey, and if I do an intervention on you, just ignore this whole part. <laughs> if you're a listener, <laughs> I'm never going to say 90 days because a month, 30 days seems like forever. I mean, yeah, don't, don't you don't remember? To, yeah, you don't need to think about, oh, my God, I was like three days tops. That's all I need. Right. <laughs> I remember hearing like 30 days. I can't do anything for 30 days. Like right. it seems so impossible. So I never say we're going to put you in a facility in 90 days, 30 days. And then but I. I always go for long-term treatment facilities, really, because I believe, like Pinnacle is amazing, and there's other treatment facilities that I work with too that are amazing. But I believe that they need, um, they you need 90 days, at least 90 least. days. It'd be great if you did 90 days, and and if sober you really wanted to that. sober living after that and some IOP, like for another two or three months. There's so many different kinds of treatment, and that's probably a whole nother episode, but. Yeah. Talking about the different kinds, because there's extended care style where like a pinnacle, they can have their cell phones and laptops and they get a lot of more life skills stuff, you know, to kind of not be in a complete bubble the whole time. Right. That you're there. But and I think that's helpful because it's kind of like you get out of treatment out of you. You've been in this protected environment. And it reminds me of being in Las Vegas for the first time where you're just kind of like overwhelmed, overwhelmed with yeah. all of the stimulation. Yes. You know, and it, stress on the brain and mm-hmm. the addictive brain. And yeah, so um, they're all different. There are so many different types, you know, um, but I think that that's good because because people need different things right so yeah. you really have to you know take in everything when i'm doing the genogram i have to take in everything I, finances do they have insurance is it going to be private pay or money you know mm-hmm. are they gonna um do they have a job where they can actually be gone for 90 days or does this have to be a 30-day thing i mean there's so many different factors and that's when I factor in what treatment facility that I'm going to recommend. Okay. Yeah. So it's never it's never just always one treatment facility. It's there's 
there's all all kinds of facts to determine Mm -hmm. where they're going to go. Okay. It doesn't, does it have anything to do with like geographically where they live? What treatment center they go to? My opinion, and I think Sonia's opinion also is get them out of here, you know, especially if they're young, especially, you know, business professionals have maybe a drinking problem or, or somebody that's doing pills or something and they're kind of isolated, it might be different. But if they're young and they have an area that they're partying in and these friends they need to detach from, my answer is always like, get them as far away from possible, especially if it's an unhealthy relationship where two people are getting loaded together. Right. Divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Environmental stress on the brain is really yeah. just hard, but it's very rare that you find anyone lately that's just like a straight up alcoholic or doesn't have mm-hmm. any kind of cocaine mm-hmm. disorder. So, um, yeah. So some people can do it though, stay around and then go, you know, but if they've done that a bunch of times and it's not working, it's it, then that's almost always like the next thing to try. Yeah. I had to move out of state. So, and I don't, I haven't gone. I don't go back. You never went back? <laughs> well, I visited. Oh, okay. We had to I get call you it the, the scene of, of the crime. I know. I had to get the hell out of town. Yeah, we had to take Dana somewhere. She didn't know where she was. Oh my God. I still don't understand where that was. Like, even though we <laughs> no, just discussed it, I still am not sure where that was. Thanks to Vicky and Sonia for being this week's guest co-hosts. Tomorrow, we'll get into the story of my personal intervention, which Vicky was a huge part of. If you have questions, comments, observations, visitations from God, text or call us, 415-496-9511. Email us, radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. And be sure and follow us on social media. Subscribe to the show and tell a friend. Please keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll